0: For class, welcome to the master class. My name is Daryl Kwau In for your regular host, Yalbana For uh, Master class is powered by Joy Business and brought to you by Gwell, Gwell Good Energy, Gwell Yenari India, and also uh, by GCB Bank, your bank for life. So uh, excited this afternoon uh, because we have started our Startup Reality Dialogue, which essentially is about engaging entrepreneurs, startups about um, their entrepreneurial journey so far. I'm excited because it's, it's something I love to do on the Joy Business van. I get to speak with so many people doing amazing things out there. And, so, and it's a good conversation to have, especially around this time when we talk about the unemployment rate in the country and how do we get around it. So when you get people going out of their way to start something, it, it is something worth applauding. But it's not an easy journey as you'd hear uh, them share. And so last week we started off with, uh, Yalbana was here to start off with Lloyd Kusi, who is co-founder and CEO of Penta Foods Limited. And this afternoon, I'm excited uh, because I have in studio with me for a conversation, the chief executive officer of uh, Chop Shop, Sewa Jinfiduku, a Bunker tent restaurant operator. She's going to tell us all about her story uh, this afternoon. Good to have you in studio. Oh, thank
1: you for having me. <laughs> How now. do you feel
0: when you're called Chief Executive Officer?
1: I don't even know what that is.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, it's, um, it feels good uh-huh. to know that I'm leading a team. You know, I'm getting people to pursue you know, a purpose-driven life. Mm-hmm. It feels good in that regard.
0: It feels good. And um, Sawa is going to share her story. I'm sure there are going to be so many things that we can learn from her journey as an entrepreneur. So it, you would have the opportunity to also interact with her in the course of the program when we come to that. But I want to start with your journey. <laughs> uh, I was reading a bit about you, the fact that you were working in the banking sector, and then you yes. decided at one point that you want to start your own business. Mm-hmm. Tell us about that.
1: Well, entrepreneurship has been my core passion um, I mean growing up with my mother, she used to work for the government and also run a business so right from the get go i 've had the discipline of having to you know take charge of a business mm. so' it 's been my core passion entrepreneurship and then it makes me no one to settle for just a paycheck for me like I mentioned earlier if it gives me that 100% feeling of gratification when I have to pursue a pe- a passion or a, um, a purpose and then make sure that it is well established. So, that's the reason I, I do what I do. So,
0: growing up, you knew you wanted to be entrepreneurial. You knew you wanted to start a business. Uh, but then I guess the question is, what do you start with? And you decided on food. Did you settle on food because, you know, there's the perception that food sells and so... Yeah, if I start with food, I'll get business anyway. Is that what the motivation was?
1: Well, <laughs> I, 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 I get this question quite often. Mm-hmm. People ask me all manner of questions. Did you start with food because you think you make the best jollof at home? <laughs> you know, and the answer is obviously no. I started with food because I'm an individual that likes to please people. Mm. You know, I love it when people are happy. And what way to get people happy than through food? So that's basically the reason I decided to get into food at the beginning. Yes. But is
0: it, is it as e- easy as it appears? Oh, just uh, prepare food, get a few friends, tell them, oh, I've started a food business. And so, yeah, come and try it out. And then things are going to just go smoothly?
1: No, it's it's not easy at all. It's a whole structure. And I'm sure we'll get into all of those details later. But it's, it's definitely not easy at all, mm-hmm. you know
0: and I just wanted to ask mm-hmm. how how easy was it for you to quit your job and to start this one not knowing how things were going to turn out
1: okay I didn't quit immediately I started okay I was in the bank and then running this on the side you know the the point where I realized I totally need to quit was when I realized that okay things were a bit okay and then I could, I could totally
0: so is it something you advise people to do I mean if you if you come up with a business idea maybe you can do it on the side uh, while you keep your job i mean at what point do you think that it is safe to just call it quits and concentrate on the business you're thinking of starting
1: for me i can i can talk from my experience and from chop shop's experience for me i was working with the bank obviously it wasn't my passion to be in the bank but at least i was taking some money to settle some bills and so the paycheck was obviously good you know i was working in the bank but like i said it wasn't my passion my passion was to pursue my purpose Mm -hmm. so the the whole point was was for me to start a side hustle and then eventually turn it into a main hustle. so i didn't rush into it i was in a bank working and then i took my time in settling And then it's settling into Chop Shop.
0: So how are you able to manage that uh, working, uh, full-time job, I think it was, Mm -hmm. and then having to run your own business as well?
1: Well, it was quite challenging. It was quite challenging. Um, The few times that I was there full-time was when I'd have to take my leave days from the office and then get there. But what I did most of the time was um, I'd close from work or the office and then make my way to... The restaurant and then interact with my customers get to the kitchen and make sure the chef is doing the right thing yes
0: okay so take us through uh, day one when you decided okay i want to start this food business and the processes till you got where you are today
1: okay <laughs> so obviously like every other startup the resources are quite limited so, you find yourself mi- doing a lot of micromanagement. In fact, um, we're in our fourth year, getting into our fifth year. So, I'm gradually facing out of okay, that. The startup. Okay, start-up. Out okay, start-up. Of, yes, that startup phase. Yeah. And that micromanagement phase. But obviously, when you start, there's a lot of things you do all by yourself. You know, like. Um, you hire, you're not able to hire a lot of staff and so you probably hire one or two people to do multitask on the job and then uh, make sure that you're also there sometimes when you have to, 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 to be able to assist, you know, up onto the point where you're able to invest into software and other structures that would help you to um, run it efficiently if 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 i'm making a lot of sense
0: (laughs) and and so um for every business Uh if you're starting funding is a problem Uh, where did you gather money was it from your job as a banker uh, to start the business
1: for chop shop we started like really basic you know um we got a bit of well we got a bit of support from family and friends i leveraged on my relationship with my family and my friends to get a bit of support to start and so most of our equipment were not even commercial they were domestic so as the business grows um as the business grew i decided to plow in a lot of um um, the money back into getting you know equipments that were commercial and that were sustainable enough for us to run
0: okay and then you have to think about the product that you're coming out with. Of mm-hmm. course, it's food. Everybody loves food. Mm-hmm. But then your, your product has to be unique, different from the others. Mm-hmm. And so what considerations went into that?
1: For for, for, for food, um, basically it's about recipe creation. What we did from the get-go was to decide on what our recipe was. Of course, along the uh, uh, along the line, we took a few, a few outs of the menu. We added a few on. And then we decided on how it is we wanted it to taste and how it is we wanted it done mm-hmm. so moving forward since we had that recipe all we had to do was to be consistent with it yes so that's what we we're running with up until now
0: okay just just give us an idea um what sort of recipe you're talking about for people who are hungry right now and uh, thinking they want to get some lunch i mean if they if they wanted to go to chop shop what would they get and how is that different from what others are selling
1: okay so um Chop Shop is an Afro urban restaurant or food chain business, and so what we what we commit ourselves to doing is to create um, amazing food experiences. Yes, so we we give you uh, okra without oil, and as it is right now, customers has customers have made it um, our best seller. They love it to death. We we give you snails, in know, instead of using uh, we do chicken sauce and beef sauce, but. They love our snail sauce, and that is what you wouldn't find anywhere. Those are your own recipes? Yeah, those are are my own recipes. Okay. Yes, that is what you wouldn't find anywhere, and that's what makes us different. And um, aside the recipe, there's also a lot of things we do that gives us that competitive edge over our competitors. And so that's that's why people would want to settle for Chop Shop.
0: Okay, tell us about day one Mm -hmm. when you started. Do you remember day one?
1: Yes, I remember day one.
0: (laughs) What day was that?
1: Oh, exactly what day it was. Oh,
0: was it? A no, it was, it
1: was the 4th of April 2018.
0: Oh, you remember? Yes, I
1: remember <laughs> when we started.
0: Okay, tell us about 40. that day.
1: Um, there was the whole excitement of starting my own business. You know, I get this chef, he gets into the kitchen. We decide on, uh, you know, our recipes. He shows me a few skills here and there. I get excited, you know. Along the line, it begins. I begin to feel the heat, and you know, begin to understand that entrepreneurship is really not uh, an exciting journey. But you, 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 you have to hang in there and make sure it works. You know, day one, meeting people on our on the day of our launching, um, that was it. But uh, aside day one, the real the real stress of the business, I think, rolled out after the first month. The real challenges started showing up after the first month.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I guess the, the challenge is that day one, everybody comes around, they're they excited about the food. They probably would give you some money for the food as part mm-hmm. of the launch of the business. And then after day one. You now have to think about getting regular customers. Mm-hmm. And so what was the strategy to get people to come back and buy food from Chop Shop?
1: Okay, so our number one strategy was the taste, was the taste of the food. We made sure the taste was good when, and was consistent enough to keep customers coming back. The other strategy was also to leverage on um, so, social media to be able to push the message out there. You know, influencer marketing, sponsored ads to be able to push the message out there and then push the brand out there. We're big on social media. And so that is that was our main channel of getting people in.
0: Yeah, I, I know that people think uh, running a food business is easy, but it's also sometimes cost-intensive, uh, looking at the uh, sort of investments that you have mm-hmm. to make, mm-hmm. uh, getting your the, the place, the, the restaurant, the venue, the... Uh, equipment or the the yeah the setup to really be able to uh, prepare the dishes and and all of that pay utilities and all of that tell us about what cost goes into getting stuff prepared for people.
1: The cost now is even more crazy than it was four years ago. I can imagine. Yes, I, I mean now we um, as as obviously we all of us know we're running at an inflationary rate of about crazy. It's like <laughs>
0: Well, today, Ghana status quo service released the uh, latest inflation figures. I don't want to scare you, but as of May, it's 27.6%. And that's so crazy. It means that um, if you have 100 cities, 27.6% of your money is is, is <laughs> the, the thief. Like, inflation is stealing that and money. At
1: the time we started, we're buying oil for about two hundred and a gallon of oil for about two hundred and fifty now it's about five hundred and seventy cities. So the implication on the cost of running the whole business is upset. Yeah. You know it makes the business I mean the joy is that you're pursuing your passion and you're pursuing your purpose. Mm-hmm. But really you cannot transfer that cost onto the customer. Otherwise you're pricing people out. Yes, so the number one hurdle for us is the cost of running the business. Obviously, there are a lot of cost components within the business. Our cost on dry items, our cost on cold items, you know, and also being able to set up our structures so well so that we're able to catch um, pill-free. Mm-hmm. And all of those challenges. So the number one hurdle for us as it is right now is is being able to cut down costs, and obviously that translates into, you know, less profits as a business.
0: Well, the the situation then was different, but but now we have to deal with uh, so many things, like you mentioned, the the rising cost of food in itself. Uh, last month we were talking about utility companies having to increase. Uh, mm. Charges, right. uh, all of that you have to factor in right now. You talk about structure, mm-hmm. which is very important for every business. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, tell us about how you were able to put together a structure that worked for your business.
1: Okay, um, the structures are really important, as you have mentioned. And as it is right now, ChopShop has three main branches and two express branches. So, if we don't have structures, I mean, I'll be catching my breath every time. <laughs> so we do have structures that make sure that all those, um, all the five branches are networked. Okay, so that if I sit in my office, I'm able to enter into the software or the system of let's say my dance woman branch and know what is going on. Okay, the, the structure we have at Chop Shop right now is so much centralized such that um, our distribution, goes within a system and so if we supply let's say a certain quantity of product to my dance woman branch i can sit in my office and check the sale of that product just to be able to assess whether or not you know the business is running well or whether or not there are shortages or you know question be able to question my staff as to what is happening mm. so basically that's um Software the softwares that we have invested in is able to help us run a centralized system so that we sit at a point and check each store what their sales are you know what um, the expected revenue should be and so that we're able to catch the shortages as and when they come you know so I, I know it sounds a bit abstract <laughs> but that's how well, I'm I, able I, to I get you that's how I'm able to I, work I, through. I get
0: you and and so how many people did you start with? And how many people do you have now?
1: Okay, I started with six people. And now we have about 47. 47, oh,
0: 47 people. 47 people. Yes. Okay. And, and so you talk about having different outlets. Mm-hmm. Um, so you started with one, mm-hmm. I, I suppose. And so at what point did you decide that, oh, it's time to start another one? You know?
1: Okay. Um, a lot of my friends tell me that that was a rushed decision. Because in four years what
0: what year was that when you decided to start an after app? the second year. Wow.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes. I guess I'm just um, i just means the lady business that was, was good. Well, very good. Business was okay.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Um other other people also say we could have waited and gotten the formula really right. But business was okay at the point. But obviously I stretched myself thing really thin within these four years to Mm -hmm. be able to make sure that um we have established five outlets in four years and that is no joke wow yes that (laughs) is no joke um yes so that's that's what it's been
0: wow congratulations i mean i'm I'm actually impressed that in your second year you're able to start uh, the second outlet for your business (laughs) and that is um a success. I think that success um, successes for your business thank you, like, thank you Daryl.
1: But I, I should um at this point acknowledge the effort of my team. Mm-hmm. You know, um I I couldn't have done it all but Chop Shop is, is total teamwork from day one, especially also for my husband. I think that he's been extremely supportive mm-hmm. and I would want to acknowledge him. You know, it's it's the team that I've I've gotten from day one and how I've been able to develop each and every one of my team members to get them to feed into the overall purpose and overall vision of the business yes that is what has facilitated our growth up until now
0: okay I, I mean who do you look up to when you when you think about owning a, a chain of restaurants and, um, and how do you do you model your business after them?
1: Um, for the space I find myself in, Chop Shop is not a fast food business. Neither is Chop Shop like a fine dining business. We fit within the casual dining setup. Mm-hmm. Okay, so for me, I've always had this restaurant in America in mind, and I model a lot after them. Okay, they're called Applebee's. I love, I love what they do, and they fit exactly what my vision is for Chop Shop. You see here in Ghana, most food businesses start up and they are not able to grow beyond one branch. So once I set out, I I really want to you know investigate what other businesses do that are able to, other businesses that grow what are, what they do that's able to propel their growth and so for me I look at Applebee's in the US
0: okay uh, people are listening and wondering what's Applebee's I've not been there before so
1: uh, <laughs> no no I'm <laughs> just what saying is,
0: I'm, I'm just, I just wanted to find out what is the chop shop experience I mean mm-hmm. if I enter chop shop you mm-hmm. said it's not like a, a fine dining mm-hmm. you know place it's mm-hmm. also not a fast food joint and so what's the experience there like?
1: it's a casual dining setup.
0: mm-hmm you yes. could break it, break it down further for those who no, don't know. It's, no,
1: um, it's a casual dining feel. It's it's for people who appreciate good food, but who do not really want to settle for fast food. Mm-hmm. Neither do they have that much money also for fine dining every day on a on a regular basis. Right. So your best bet, if you're looking for a healthy option, is to come to Chop Shop.
0: Okay. Uh, one of the things that you have to also... Uh, Workaround is mm-hmm. uh, dealing with regulators. Mm-hmm. I mean, people—you have to meet the standards, and mm-hmm. so you have to invest in ensuring that you have the right standards. Mm-hmm. How have you been able to do that?
1: We've taken it um, a day at a time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: There, there are several regulators when it comes to my area of business. There's the tourism. There's FDA. There's um, environmental protection. There's. Um, they're quite a GRA. There are quite a number of them. So we've taken them a day at a time. And um, we're we're on top of issues when it comes that, to That's relations.
0: great to hear. Uh, you talk about opening four outlets. Mm-hmm, right now you have what, three?
1: Three main and then two two express.
0: Within four four to five years. Mm-hmm. And and so that should be one of your significant successes mm-hmm. during the time that you have operated.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Are there any successes you want to share?
1: I, I didn't get that. Any, any shop, others? Shop? Yeah. Um, the taxes, um, the tax for Chop Shop and the vision for Chop Shop is big and beyond me. You know, it's um, it's four years. If Chop Shop was a baby, Chop Shop would be working by now. Uh-huh. So we're still not in that phase because we're after five years we expect to be running and then eventually be flying. So I'll be able to share a lot of successes after. I mean, I'm still in the face where I'm also I'm still figuring things out. You You're know? still
0: figuring things out. Yes.
1: Wow. Yes, because every day I'm learning on the business. Mm. Every day I'm learning something new on the business.
0: I I, I will ask you, uh, what what some of the things are that you are learning right now from your day-to-day experiences working um, mm-hmm. in the food business, but. Are there also any uh, feelings that you remember that you can share? I mean, days where you thought, I could have done this better?
1: Well, um, because Chop Shop was my first, uh, well, real business that I was doing by myself as an entrepreneur, I think um, my people skills at the beginning, I mean, if, if I knew what I knew today when I started, I would have been excellent at my people skills when i started i mean i'm talking about um my number one stakeholders being my workers mm-hmm. you know i think at the beginning i was a bit tough now i'm a bit more of a relaxed boss kind of like when you do things with your leader i'm that kind of a leader now but at the beginning i think i was a bit strict uh, and don't then don't you think
0: don't you think you're being strict because you you wanted to see certain results uh, based on the time Lines that you had set for yourself, it did, yeah.
1: Yes, I think that, um, that got me to be a bit hard, but um, we get, we get um, the job done when we're, when we're relaxed and working with the people. Mm-hmm. You know, when you come to Chop Shop, my workers call me Sewa, and it's okay because <laughs> I tell them that we're doing this together. I'm not your CEO, I'm just the leader leading you. So, um, they, have, they have taught me to be a better person when it comes to um, dealing with people and then working as a team.
0: Okay. What other things have you learned um, within these four to five years you've been operating?
1: Like I said, um, I uh, my background basically was in sociology and English. And then um, from there, I read LLB from the University of London and then... From there, I took my master's in um, Robert Gordon University. So, obviously, I have no business background at all, apart from the little that uh, my mother I, I picked up from my mother growing up. So, the business has um, molded me into a well-rounded business person. Now, I'm able to read, as in my financial reports, my financials. I've gained so much knowledge in... Um, how to run a food business How to work with people Management and you know uh, a, a lot more that's, that's really made me Who I am today Those
0: things you learned on the job Yes
1: right? those things I learned on the job Wow, Directly on the job Nice.
0: Uh, I'm, I'm learning so much from you actually, I should say. Sewa Jim is my guest uh, this afternoon on the Masterclass. Uh, we have started our Startup Reality Dialogue and she is on today to talk about her experiences as Chief Executive of a Chop Shop. When we right. come back, we'll talk Pretty much more about, you know, the COVID-19 pandemic, you know, mm-hmm. how things changed. We're going to talk about your future plans. You're mm-hmm. going to talk about some of the things you can teach our people listening right now who want to start their own businesses. I'm sure they want to hear about, I mean, I, I think you shared some insight about leadership and mm-hmm. how over time you have changed the style. We want to hear more right here on the Masterclass, which okay. is streaming live on Join 99.7 FM. We're going to take a short break. We will be right back.
1: Our favorite on air business development program Joy Business Masterclass is in session and you can interact with us on Facebook via the Joy 99.7 FM or Joy Business pages. If you tweet, the handle is at Joy997FM or it's JoyBusinessGH. Don't forget to hashtag JB Masterclass. You can also call us on 302 216541 or send your questions and contributions through to the WhatsApp number 0551 1119 97 and our facilitators will address your concerns. Attention everyone, class is in progress.
0: Alright, uh, welcome back. Welcome back to the Masterclass. My name is Daryl Kwao. I'm in for your Banner for who is away today. Uh, we are Well, on our Startup Dialogue series, in studio with me uh, this afternoon is Chief Executive of Chop Shop Sewa Genfiduku, uh, a Banker 10 restaurant operator. She has been sharing with us her journey so far. It's been quite a remarkable journey, and I I think she's doing so well for herself in that between four to five years, she's set up, I mean, four restaurants, right? Uh, what you've been telling me, and so that's pretty remarkable, even during these times when, you know, things are not uh, going on so well in terms of the economy. And so, uh, I just wanted to point out that the masterclass is brought to you by Guel, uh, Guel Good Energy, Guel Yenara Yendia. I was going to sing uh the anthem Yenara says, but uh, it's Gwell Yenara Yen there and also GCB your bank for life. Now, Gwell has good news for you. Gwell is rewarding its prepaying go Card customers with two pesos discount per liter on fuels. You also enjoy discount on lubricants at Gwell stations nationwide. Elevate your goodness by enjoying Gwell Go Club today and enjoy up to three pesos per liter discount on fuel. That's great, that's actually pretty. um uh, Attempting amazing discount on lubricant purchases, free life insurance cover provided by My Life Insurance, accrue and contribute loyalty points to a social group to fund an approved CSR project and above or enjoy exclusive gold branded campaign gifts. Join the Go Club by visiting GW stations or offices. Goal website, registration.goal.com.gh registration.goal.com.gh and all Goal social media platforms. Individuals, corporate, family, and social groups join the Go Club now. Goal, good energy. Yeah, Yende. All right. there's a masterclass. Uh, we are going to be opening the phone lines for you so that you can interact with uh, Selwa. Maybe you're listening this afternoon and you're... Thinking around starting the food business maybe you want to find out how she's been doing it so far you have the opportunity to call in if you also have some experiences to share you can share with us on 0302 216 541 0302 216 541 or you can send us a whatsapp on 055 997. Uh, so we are going to activate our call line zero three zero two two one six five four one, and also our WhatsApp line 055111 uh, 11997. So you can send us a text and we'll read it out on air. So back in studio with you, Selwa. And so let's talk about COVID, which hit so many businesses. Uh, uh, because you know there was a lockdown, people were not going out to eat a lot. How did you manage that period?
1: That was um, that was one of the worst periods to ever run a business, mm. you know. But um, surprise, well, we're a business that believe that um, we'll be there for our workers and we'll be there for our customers. And so, guess what? On COVID, we didn't we didn't fire any of our workers.
0: You didn't fire any of your workers? No, we
1: didn't. Rather, we we, we rationed um, the number of periods they came to work, you know, so it means that their salaries were prorated, so if you're taking a thousand mm. you're probably working less hours and so you'd probably take
0: that's considering.
1: Yes. So what we did was to prorate the salaries and then ration the hours and then make sure I think one thing that COVID taught all of us as businesses mm-hmm. was to dominate the online space. You know?
0: That's that's a great point that you have started there. But I'll just let you pause on that and take okay. this call. Um hello, good afternoon to you. Yeah, good afternoon, how are you? I'm doing fire, your name and where you're calling from?
2: Yeah, my name is Benjamin from Adenta. Let's hear um, I, I, I'm kind of fascinated by stories like this, you know, but sometimes I also look at the other sites, not just the success stories. So I just want to situate this um, with regards to the people who work in there. I mean, the people have started businesses, and it collapsed because they blamed the Ghanaian for being the one who caused their downfall. But when I look into it, some of them are poorly paid, but when experts are engaged, they pay them hugely, and then they later say, hey, they are doing so well, they are not corrupt, but the Ghanaians is corrupt. So I want to find out, with the restaurant business, I mean, how is it done? Is it Are you supposed to let your workers eat there? If they are eating there, how do you monitor it so that they don't overeat? Um, are they checks in place? Uh, because I went to a place where the, the boss wanted to check the workers, and they were adamant. They didn't actually want that to happen. So I want to find out uh, how are the checks uh, put in place? Is this a CCTV camera, or there are ways by which uh, uh, the people who work in there are checked? Because uh, the truth be told, okay, human beings left and offended. Think... They want to do their own things. Thank you.
0: Right. uh, That's a great question. I mean, how do you put the checks in place? Uh, Do you feed your workers? Uh, How do you ensure they don't overeat? Uh, I have another call. I want to pick that then you can take those questions. Hello. 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 Can you hear me? Uh, I'm not too sure if we have that person in. I'll try one more time. Hello? Hello. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Or you have to reduce uh, the volume of your set. We are getting terrible feedback in studio. Yeah, I guess. Hello, can you hear me? Yes, your name and where you're calling from? My name is Gabriel. I'm calling from Oibi. All right,
2: Gabriel. Yeah, may I know where the branches are? And uh, can you just walk in sit, and then be services there or you only take away?
0: Okay, that's that's somebody who looks like he's interested in uh, patronizing chop shop. So let's take the first question, which I thought was very was interesting. Was Benjamin? It was Benjamin? So okay. uh he's talking about checks. How do you put checks in place to ensure that uh, your workers are not misbehaving, and especially when it comes to the food that they are not overeating the food?
1: Well, that's a very <laughs> that's a very profound question, and um, for a food business the food is your capital okay so if you allow workers eat your food imagine what's going to happen Do that's like
0: eat at all from, from yeah, the can i learn there? Oh. Okay.
1: so your food is your capital okay so for for the system that chop shop runs like i mentioned it will mm. run like a centralized warehouse system so everything we give to an outlet goes through a system so at the end of the day if you don't give me back in sales what i gave you your salaries will be affected
0: okay so so
1: that's in mind what we do at chop shop is to make sure that we provide staff food okay yes so there's a staff menu that they prepare every week of course within a certain budget and so that is what they eat because that's like saying i'm i'm the owner of a financial institution but it's okay you can take some money
0: so bottom line is that they have targets they have to meet at well, the end of the day, in terms of the, the making the sales on, on no, the... Yes,
1: they do have targets, but what I'm saying is that if we give you, let's say, 20 portions of chicken in your system, we feed it into your system, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, when you close and I go into the system, I'm supposed to see, let's say, 10 portions of chicken sold. And when I get into your freezer, I'm supposed to see 10 portions there,
2: mm-hmm.
1: making the 20 I gave you. Do you
0: understand? So the systems are there to check uh, exactly. what's so the going system, out and what's in exactly. there. The
1: system is there to record what the warehouse gives you and what you sell. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. All right. So there's no way you're going to, you know, be able to, I don't know, get smart around it or, yeah. Well,
1: I mean, it's it's um, it's it's um a human organization. People and, get and smart when they... And you point out they, the
0: fact that... Um, They are giving food anyway, so I don't see why they should. Oh (laughs) yes. Let's let's answer the second question Mm -hmm. to do with uh, where you are located and uh, if they can just walk in and get served. uh, Was there a fast food joint?
1: Yes. So, like I said, we have um, three main branches and two express branches. The three main branches are located in Osu. In Dansoman and in Airport Residential. Those are branches you can walk in and dine in. There are two express branches in Northridge and East Ligon. Those are branches you can call for your food to be delivered or you pick up yourself.
0: All right. Uh, this one from Elvis Sapon says When is Chop Shop opening in Kasua? Please tell Selwa she's doing well. And we love Enosewa too. Thank you, Sewa.
1: <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Elvis. Thank you. Hel- uh, we obviously have um, a growth strategy. So this year, I think uh, we're putting on hold um, branch opening. We want to focus and then strengthen our processes within the existing branches. So um, when we're ready to go to Kaswa, we'll put it out there. So thank you, that- Elvis.
0: Alexander says, Hey, did I hear snail sauce? <laughs> yes. I, can I have her, her number or location? So, any number you can mention for anybody who wants to... Okay, so you to, can call
1: Osu on 302 You can call Dan Soman on 0302-317-695.
0: I'm, I'm hearing you have to slow down and mention the number so people okay. can write them down. Okay.
1: So, you can call Osu on 302 0302- seven seven nine zero zero nine Dan Soman on zero three zero two three one seven six nine five you can call airport residential on zero three zero two seven three seven eight nine eight you can call uh, East Legon Express on zero three zero two five four six three two eight You can call our Northridge branch on 0302-226485.
0: Okay. Uh, You you were talking about um, the COVID-19's impact on your business and how you had to move some of the business online, right? Tell us about that.
1: Yes, Uh, well, um, I think that if anything, the pandemic taught us not to focus so much on brick and mortar to be able to move and dominate the online space just to drive a lot of traffic and a lot of uh, marketing online. So um, it's, it, it, it caused us to strengthen our marketing you know, abilities online and then get more presence online.
0: Okay. Yes. Um, this one says, Hello, Daryl. Did she say she has a branch in Dansuman? Can she share a WhatsApp contact, please? Okay. I, I think you did, but maybe you should repeat for the sake of this person who sent a message Okay,
1: through. so for Dan Soman, you can reach the branch on 302
0: Can I repeat that again?
1: 302
0: All right. And, and let's talk about the future for um, Chop Shop. I mean, what are the plans for maybe, let's say, the next five years, since you're talking five?
1: The, the future for Chop Shop, by the grace of God, is big. The future is bigger than myself, and the business is um, seeing itself eventually becoming a franchise. And when I say that, I know that it is possible. You know, it is a household brand that has come to stay, and in the next, um, in the in the next couple of years, in the near future, we're going to, you know, open up and then make sure that across um all the regions of ghana and even on the continent of africa we're able to expand and then make our mark
0: how how is com- competition like in, in the food space i know there are a lot of people competing for <laughs> customers Compe- yes
1: competition the- is great so
0: how do you handle that
1: competition is great but um i think i think that it boils down to good service Good service people are people are willing to pay for service you know and even though we are a human organization and we wouldn't have it 100 um, percent when we focus I mean we, we have focused on training our our workers to be able to make uh, mitigate or lower the the, the the effect of customer complaint on on the business mm. so competition is grave you know but I think we've established, Um, The brand as a household brand to a certain point, you know, by being accessible, I mean, with our five outlets. And so Ghanaians have accepted Chop Shop. They love Chop Shop for our recipes.
0: Some kind words for you this afternoon from um, Adam, who is listening from Tema. Says, Our lady in the studio has done well and has to be commended.
1: Thank you, Adam. Her story
0: is very similar to most of us, but it is not all of us who are able to outgrow the setup stage. Mm -hmm. I like her acknowledgement of her team since most entrepreneurs are often self centered. Congratulations, that is coming from Adam.
1: Thank you, Adam. And I think Adam
0: makes an, an important point about being able to outgrow your business from when you start from when right. you set up. Mm-hmm. And so what What sort of uh, advice would you give to uh, people like maybe Adam, I believe um, that person is in the food business, what, what sort of advice would you give to them?
1: Okay, Adam, so um, the advice I'd give Adam is that um, he needs to, before he starts, he needs to find his space within the food and beverage industry, he needs to acknowledge you know, the kind of product, product he wants to put out, whether he wants to run as a fast food, whether he wants to run as a casual dining, like chop shop, or whether he wants to go into fine dining. Once he's been able to do that, he also needs to identify who his um, his niche is. Mm. Okay, the people he wants to market to. And then, you know, be consistent from from that point. Um, I mean, I can, okay. I can also not forget